At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Glory to God. Glory to God. You're already glad you came tonight, right? Amen. You're going to really be glad. I got some good to share with you tonight. For the next few weeks, just focused on one word. One word. Everybody say one word. And it's a really, really good word. We're going to focus on it. We're going to dig some stuff out of this one word over the next few weeks. One word. Justice. All right, it's a good word. It's a good word. Justice. Some other names for this word is righteousness, the word correctness, the word fairness are some other words that define the word justice. And I'm telling you today, on this earth that is the Lord's, and the fullness of it belongs to Him. He created it all. It's all been created by Him, everything, right? And there is some injustice going on in this planet. Injustice in the land. And we're here to declare justice, correctness, righteousness, and live in it. Can you say amen? I made a statement towards the beginning of the year. It was actually after the beginning of the year. And it was actually maybe a month or it was I think it was after our vision Sunday. <clears throat> but I made this statement about the year 2023. And I said this, a year of God's word being to us exactly what it says it is. Whatever the word says, that in this year it would be that specifically to you and I, and doing for us exactly what it says it will do, that this year and beyond this year, that the Word of God would be to us exactly what it was meant to be to us, and it would do exactly what it was created to do for us. I don't know about you, but that's a good word. And that's for you and I tonight, and then what we're going to talk about tonight, um, the Word of God is always right. It's always correct. The Word of God is always fair. In the world, there are things that are not right, right? The wisdom of the world is not right. It's not correct. It's not fair. You ever, ask, you ever had anybody ask you a question, um, you know, is, is life treating you fair? That's a stupid question. Because life will not treat you fair, but God and His Word will. God and His Word is justice itself. And every injustice you and I have to combat and come against. And let it know it has no right 
to operate in our midst because, see, when you will not tolerate injustice in your life, then you are a moving, living, alive organism that is traveling around the planet dispelling injustice because you know what's right. I mean, the way you view yourself is how you're going to view other people. And we cannot tolerate things that Jesus made us free from. That's an injustice. And there's something, there's something actually, maybe this, is, this word's too strong, but there's something immoral about that. We'll talk about that later. But I want to look at some verses of Scripture, and I'm I'm just going to kind of lay out some things for you concerning this one word, justice. Hebrews 10 and verse 38 says this, Now the just shall live by faith. The just, those who are justified, those who are righteous, those who are correct according to the Word of God, they do it, and they're that way because they do it by faith in God, not by how they feel, not the way things appear to be, not the way things seem to be, but based on what God says that they will stand and fight for. Because in life, we're not fighting the devil, we're not fighting people, we're not fighting situations, we're fighting the good fight of faith and the resistance that goes against that faith. But he said, but we are not of those, no, he said, now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back from living that life of faith, he said, my soul has no pleasure in him, but we... Everybody say, me. Me. But you and I, we're not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. What, What is the saving of the soul? It's something that has to be happening and going on in your life every single day of your life. It's the renewing of your mind, changing the way that you think. That song we just sang, that song said, we're free. I promise you, the devil works overtime to convince you that you're not. Well, I know the song said that, but you don't know what's going on in my life. Well, the Word needs to be going on in your life, no matter what the circumstances look like. Because if the Word is not going on in your life, coming out of your mouth, being established in your life, your circumstances will never change. Did you hear me? I said, your circumstances will never change if the Word isn't changing you, if your mind is not being renewed. He said, but we're not of those who draw back, but those who believe to the saving of the soul. That means, that's not meaning that we're going to believe to the end. We're going to believe until our thinking's changed. We're going to stand in faith believing the Word of God and believing that the Word is true no matter how we feel until we change our thinking so that our circumstances will change. Most people quit and throw in the towel before they see 
the end of what they're believing for. Most people don't experience manifestations in their life because they quit, because it's too tough. The Word, how many believe the Word sounds really good, right? What I'm talking about tonight, there are things that you'll hear all throughout. It sounds really good, and it's exciting. But it is that good. It doesn't just sound good, it's that good. Every promise in God's Word is yes and amen, not sometimes, and if it appears to be good, it's always right. And it's for you and I. But we have to believe it. We have to receive it. He said the just shall live by faith. Romans 1.17. In the word of God, in it the righteousness of God, the justice of God, the correctness of God, the fairness of God is revealed, watch this, from faith to faith. The way I like to say that is from one faith experience that you are applying the word to, to the next faith experience. Because this isn't a one and done situation. This is for the rest of your life by faith. Well, but you know, I don't have to do that faith thing now because everything's working good. Well, that's the worst place to be. You want to live by faith in everything that you do. Yeah, well, Pastor, you know, I mean, you know, I was, I was struggling for a long time financially, and then everything's worked out and making a lot of money, and everything's going good, so I, I don't have to do that by faith. Oh, oh, yes, 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 faith got you there, and you want faith to keep you there and take you to new heights. See, a lot of times people say, well, you know, I don't need any more. No, you need more for the kingdom. Maybe you don't need more for you, whatever, but you need more for the kingdom. You want, for kingdom's sake, to be able to apply that to the kingdom of God and see the kingdom of God advance. It takes money to advance the kingdom. Money advancing the kingdom with no revelation and no anointing, no good. But with revelation and anointing to advance the kingdom, you have to have money. People have to be blessed to be a blessing. Amen? And the only way you're going to do that God's way is if you're continually doing it by faith in Him. So, just back up for a second, and let's just take a little really quick faith lesson, okay? What is faith? Well, Hebrews 11.1 says, now faith is. The substance of the thing that you're hoping for, you're believing for, the evidence internally that you don't see yet. Even though you don't see it, you've got it here, but you had to develop it to get it in here. And when it's in here, then it's faith right now. You can't call something, you can't call a, a dog a duck, right? And it'd be a duck just because you called it a duck. If it's a dog, it's a dog. You can't call faith faith when it's actually presumption hoping something's going to happen. It's got to be developed internally so that when you put your faith out for something, you begin to receive and then you learn how to put your faith out for the next thing. How to hear God for the next thing in your life. 
Just think about things that you need in life today. You, you may, you, it may be in the material realm. It may be in the physical realm. It may be in a relational realm. Whatever it is, what do you need today? You need to be doing that by faith. You need to be acquiring whatever it is that you need by faith and trusting God. Because if you, if you develop the faith to get you there, then when you get there, you're able to maintain it because you're in faith. What happens to most people is, so many people, is that they don't get there by faith, and then they get there, and they can't maintain. God wants you not just, just in one little faith experience. He wants you to develop faith to the point that you're able to maintain a life of faith from, for throughout the rest of your time on this planet. Can you say amen? He said, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. We're in Romans 1.17. Faith to faith. As it is written, again, the just shall live their life from one faith experience to the next. Not one defeat to the next, but one faith experience to the next. The thing about a faith experience is... You know, it, it could be three weeks or it could be three years. Why? Because God's, well, you know, God wants you to suffer and he's holding back on you. God's already done everything. He's not holding anything back. But you want to see something developed by faith, then what determines that is how much inside of you needs to be worked on and worked out. How much unbelief needs to be rid of your, in your life. And however long that takes, God's patient. <laughs> and, and He wants to give you the desires of your heart. So when you're developing a life of faith and you're developing desires internally that are God's desires for your life, He makes sure they come to pass. And we know what Galatians 6 says, if you don't quit, you get it. I mean, there's a lot of really good stuff in the Word. And it, and it sounds good. Everybody say it sounds good. Because, you know, you got to look at it like that for a while. You know, well, it sounds good. I'm not really seeing that, but it sounds good. Yeah, but then you stay with it, and what you're developing is not just sounds good. It is good because it produces in me. And if it produces in me, I can see it produce for other people. Always remember, you're gaining great ground in the things of God, not just for you, but for the good of others. Your family members, people around you, right? People you come in contact with. How are they going to know the greatness of God if it's not flowing through you? Everybody say, by faith. 1 Peter 3.18. Christ... For Christ also suffered once for sins. The sin, or, or, or the just, for the unjust. He's the just. He's the righteous one. He's the one that's correct, right? He's the one that knows it all about everything, right? He's the one that's fair. And, and that one died for the sins of everybody else. Well, when you look at this verse and you look at the words used here, like the word sins, okay? In, I'm coming back to that verse, but I want to read this verse 
first. These, uh, the, actually, these three verses. Psalms 103, verse 2 through 4. I want to read these verses, and then, and then I'm going back to the first Peter one. It says in Psalm 103, in verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Well, in verse 1 he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget and, uh, uh, and everything that's in me, bless his holy name. That's what verse 1 said. But then verse 2 says it again. If you didn't get it the first time, he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all my iniquities or my sins, heals all my diseases, redeems my life from destruction. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. It's a package thing what Jesus did for us. He liberated us and He made us free. If you're forgiven for the sins committed, you're healed in your body. Remember, remember, Jesus is the just. We'll go back to the, the uh, first Peter. For Christ also suffered for the sins, for the sicknesses, for anything that would oppress or depress or be on your life. He died for those things, all of them. That He might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but being but made alive by the Spirit. And it was Him, the just, the righteous one, the correct one, the fair one, the one that's got it all down and everything, He did it for those who weren't. So those who weren't could be that way. So when I see a person that's not saved today... I look at them and I think, that's unjust. No. 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 How many, look at me and I want you to raise your hand. How many are working on somebody in your life? Just like your life, you're not necessarily preaching to them, but you've got them in the back of your mind. You're praying for them. You're doing whatever, right? I mean, just about everybody's working on somebody. I've always had like a top ten list of people that don't know God. And I got this one young, young guy. And uh, man, I cannot get the guy off my mind. And he's a, he's a, he, he's a sweet guy. He has a, like a sweet nature to him, you know. But I know he's not born again. I know in my spirit he's not saved. And every time I see that guy, I think to myself, no, 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 that's unjust. It's not right for him not to be saved. Why? Because what's good and pleases God our Savior is that all people be saved and all people come to the knowledge of the truth. So it's unjust because he's the just one that did all this for the unjust ones, you and I, to make us just and righteous and everything that he says we are. So when we're not receiving that, there's an unjust environment going on in our lives that's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. If I'm saved, then I'm healed. 
Because the same one that saved me healed me. By his stripes, I was healed. Right? Was. Not, not will be when I look like I am. I am. So if I'm saved today, and I am, then I'm healed today, and I am. And to experience the things in our life that confirm that we're saved and healed, we have to receive those things every single day. That's why I always seem like every service I always interject a daily routine because you can't hear that enough because you've got to believe in a daily routine and you've got to develop a daily routine and a daily routine in the Word of God has to evolve in your life to where you believe in it because you have to today be hearing yourself say things about the fact that you're saved and you're healed, you're delivered, you're set free, you're prosperous, you're on top and you're not underneath, you're blessed coming in and going out and everything you set your hand to is advancing and prospering because he said so. And for you to live it any other way is unjust. And there's just something ungodly about that. Now, that sounds like I'm being critical. No. I'm saying, if you're born again and you're not well and you're not prospering, that's unjust. Because the Savior, the healer, the deliverer, the provider has already done those things for you. So we've got to live our lives dispelling this unjust environment around us through the power of the Word of God. Not me trying to line my life up and get it all right and do everything perfect. Yeah, you have to make choices, but you're not going to make quality choices about life and, what, and the things that are just and right and correct and fair and all that. You're not going to make those choices without the revelation of the Word. That's why unto the saving of our soul do we have to be believing the Word of God, standing firm on the Word of God to develop what? Faith. The just, people who are justified, who are correct in what they're doing and they're, what they're receiving, people that, that are living a life that is fair, you, you deserve, listen to me, you deserve because of the blood of Jesus to live, because we live in an unfair world, you deserve to live being dealt hands that are fair in every way because of Jesus not because not because you deserve it because you've worked hard or you've done this thing or you know I've been faithful in this all, all that's good but it's all because of what he did and that's what we're learning to receive the just shall live by faith in what in their faith no Faith in the fact that he did what he said he did. And that's what I'm reading to you tonight, all the things that he did. He did these things. He didn't just think about doing them. He made a choice 
Well, you know, he's the son of God. He just, he did what, what, was, what was right. Yeah, he did what was right, but he had the choice not to do it. He had the choice, or he wouldn't be the perfect example for your and my deliverance and the freedom that we experience today. You remember in the garden, you've heard me say it many, 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 many times, but in the garden, what did he say? Father, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but yours be done. Jesus' will and the Father's will in that moment were different, or he wouldn't have said what he said. He made the choice. Why did he make the choice? Because his earthly ministry didn't start until he had 30 years of development internally. Yes, he was directly, he, he directly came from the sperm of the Father. You and I came indirectly. But he came directly from the Father. He is who the Word says he is. But he didn't come to the earth to become the Son of God. He already was. He came to the earth to become the Son of Man. And what he became for you and I is what we need to receive today. Justice was performed at Calvary. The decision that was made. His beatings and scourging, all of that was the fulfillment of Scripture that was already set up for us. That the, the Father, before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, the Father already had this set up. He already had it set up. It's an injustice for you and I not to receive the forgiveness of our sins, the healing in our bodies, the prosperity in our lives, the deliverance in our mind and soul. It, it, it's an injustice not to receive it. We were called to live this way. And I'm telling you, you've got the goods inside of you to be able to carry this out and walk it out and live it every day of your life. Can you say amen? amen. Wow. Psalm 107 and 20, this is what he did. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent the living word, Jesus, and healed us of all of our destruction. Anything that would destroy us. It's an injustice for you to be destroyed in your life in any way. And you know what? All of us have had it. Nobody's out of it. Nobody's out of that boat. Everybody's had destruction come against them. And even win battles in your life at different times in your life. I'm telling you today, we don't have to settle for any destruction. He sent His Word and healed us of all destruction. We're free. As the song said tonight, we are free. Say it, I'm free. We are free. Glory to God. Amen? <clears throat> If you, if you don't use this verse of Scripture that I'm going to give you right here, if you don't use this on a daily basis with the words you speak, you need to. I, I probably now, I probably declare this verse of Scripture maybe a dozen or more times throughout the day. When I'm declaring part of my daily routine, or actually all of my daily routine, as I'm going through different sections of things that I confess the Word, I always end it with this. And it's Psalm 103 and verse 20. Bless the Lord, you His angels, 
who excel in strength, who do His Word, heeding the voice of His Word. Let me ask you this question. When you're speaking and declaring the Word of God, is that the voice of the Word of God? Yeah, we're, we're the voice in the earth. You're the voice. You need to be declaring that. You need the angels. Listen, the angels give you an upper hand. There's a lot of talk about angels, and there's a lot of misunderstanding about what angels do. Angels, the Bible says in the New Testament, were sent here to minister on your behalf, my behalf. But we've got to direct them because they only operate, they only operate based on what the Word says. So when you're moaning and groaning and complaining all the time and talking bad about everybody under the sun, angels are, you know, they've, they've got their wings kind of wrapped up and have a little rubber band wrapped around them and they're not, they're not fluttering or doing anything. They're not flying anywhere. Or, I mean, if, if an angel has wings, you know. But I'm just saying, uh, they don't do anything. They just sit on the sidelines because our mouths were created to declare the Word of God, and they were created to bring that to pass. Think about the Word that you declare every day, that you've gotten to a place where you really believe that what you say is going to come to pass. Man, you've got the upper hand in life. When my wife and I agree on things, we're two spirits, but we're one flesh, and when we agree on specific things, there's greater power of agreement in that right there than, than any other agreement that I know of, based on what the Word says, okay? But just think about it. We can agree, but then as we believe in the angels of God and we declare that, that, that verse of Scripture every day, and we're declaring and telling them what to do, now they're working on our behalf, and we've got like double duty going on out there. We're speaking the Word, but they're taking the Word and making sure it comes to pass. You've got to believe that. Here's another one about our physical bodies, Isaiah 53 and 5. Isaiah 53 and 5 and 1 Peter 2.24 in the New Testament say the same, pretty much the same thing. But he was wounded for our transgressions, 53 and 5 Isaiah. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes... We are healed. Say it, I am healed. So, you you understand the way that I'm saying this, okay? Everybody's had things that they've had come against their physical bodies. Everybody's had things that they've, you know, maybe prayed for, believed for, you didn't see something happen. It's not right. He paid for it. It's not right. It's an injustice. But do we quit because it looks like something didn't happen? All of us have had had loved ones that have gone on to heaven and and they're there. But but are we gonna give are are we gonna allow that to dictate to us what today and the future looks like in our lives? Never let what you may see happen to someone else that it looks like they didn't get what they were believing for. Never let that affect the way you believe things that I'm talking to you about tonight because by His stripes you are healed is just. It's right. 
it's correct. And I promise you, it's fair no matter what your past looks like. No matter how many mistakes you've made. No, you are healed. The just shall live by faith in what he said, not how something appears or looks or anything else. Now listen to me. We're all developing in our lives at at different levels of our lives. We all are developing. But if a person can't get past their mistakes and the things in life, it will hinder how they receive what Jesus has already done. Many people have asked me the question, you know, why didn't that person get healed in their body? They were a good person. They were faithful to this. They did all these things and this and that and the other. Many people have asked me those questions. And you don't, you don't like act like you know it all and you know everything about it. You know, if you've not been through something like that, you don't know Jack. You got ideas and you know what the word says and those kind of things. But you can't come off as some authority. You can give somebody an opinion and just tell them, this is my opinion based on what I read in the word of God. But don't be ugly to people like that. We're all, we're all in the same journey. We're, we're all walking this thing out. But he doesn't want us to let anything cloud our focus on the fact that anything that his word says is just, it's right, it's correct, and it's fair for everybody. No matter what. But the just shall live by faith. And when you develop a life of faith and what that really is and what it really looks like, then you begin to understand why you haven't seen some things at certain times in your life. But we just don't quit. We just stay with it. We grow. We develop. Can you say amen? 1 Peter 2.24 says pretty much the same thing, but I like, I like the righteousness word in 1 Peter 2.24. Who himself bore our sins, our sicknesses, everything on his body, everything, one time for all people, on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live to righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Back then, back then you were healed. And if you were healed then, then you're healed now. But, but I really like the sentence here, having died to sins and coming alive to righteousness. What does that mean? That has to do with what we read earlier about the saving of our soul. The renewing of our mind, not living in our past sins and mistakes, but coming alive to what is right in the kingdom of God. How many people know that you're a leader? Just lift your hand. You know you're a leader. You know it. Come on, come on. I, I, I want to see your hand. It's not in pride. Okay, now put your hands down. Now the rest of you, lift your hand up too. Come on, everybody lift your hand up. If you didn't lift your hand up, lift it up right now, everybody. Everybody's created to lead. Everybody. And you're created to set the tone for the rest of humanity. We don't need to let a bunch of crazies set the tone for things that are going on. 
Because those crazies, they're just crazy because they don't have this. They were created in the image of God, so don't, don't, yeah, I mean, I said crazies and don't go talking bad about other people's lives. I mean, you can have an opinion about what they're doing and it's not good, but you get all, you, you get this on them and in them, they'll change all that stuff. Did you change? Are you changing? Hmm? Are you getting convicted of things that need to change in your life on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year basis? Yeah. Well if, it, well, if you can be convicted by something and make a change in your life, so can the person you think is the worst one on the planet. And I'm just telling you, they need you to be leading the way. There's a bunch of people out there that are not going to lead people into a place of righteousness and correctness and justice and fairness. But you and I are created to do that. That's an honor. Man, huh? That is an absolute honor to be, to be known as one of those righteous, justice-filled, correct, huh? fair people that live on planet Earth. Leading the way for the kingdom of God being established in the Earth. Can you say amen to that? And I'm going to read these last two passages and then I'm done. 1 John, actually, I'm going to read that last. I'm going to read um, No, I'm not. I'm going to read 1 John 5 first, and then Romans 10. 1 John 5 and verse 14 says this. Now, this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, that He hears us. Now, here's, here's the... Here's the just part of this verse of Scripture. (laughs) And if we know that He hears us, and you had to do some developing in your life to get to the point where you know God is hearing you, and you're learning how to hear from Him. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions, not, not maybe will, we have the petitions that we've asked of Him. So what's the determining factor whether you receive the petitions that you're asking God for? Whether you believe that He hears you. What is that? How do you have to be operating? The just shall live by faith. The just shall ask by faith. Right? The just shall live their lives having faith and confidence that God is will do what he said he'll do because he's already done that. And if I receive that and I learn to apply it that way and I learn to believe inside of me that what I just asked for, he heard me, and it's coming to pass. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. So when I don't see it today or tomorrow or I don't see it next week or next month and maybe a year's gone by every day, just thank, Father, I thank you. I thank you that what you have promised is coming to pass. And you just don't quit. That's the kingdom of God in operation. But this last passage, Romans 10, 8 through 10, I want to read to you because here lies the key, as I started it out with, here lies the key to your and my deliverance concerning righteousness. The verses before verse 8 talked about righteousness based on the law, and then it talks about 
righteousness based on faith. So what does righteousness based on faith say? It says this, starting in verse 8. But what does it say? Glad you asked. The word is near you in your mouth. Whose mouth? Whose mouth? In your mouth, right? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith. The just shall live by faith. The word of faith which we preach that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What does saved mean? It means to be healed also. If you're saved, you're healed. If you're saved, healed, you're delivered in every way. That's just. For with the heart, one believes unto justice, righteousness, correctness, fairness, right? And with the mouth, confession is made unto those manifestations of being saved, being healed, being delivered, being set free, being prosperous, being whatever. So, we have to believe it in our heart, and this is known as the Romans Road passage for people's first-time salvation, and, and that's what it's for. But it's also for the salvation of your soul every day of your life until you're face-to-face before Him. And it'll continue then, too. But all the days of your life, your soul is being saved. And when your mind is being renewed, your soul is being saved, you're changing the way that you're thinking, it's developing something in your heart so the confessions that you're making are making changes not only in your life, but in the world around you. I'm a world changer. I'm changing the world through the words of my mouth. And that's what this says. you you, you got to spend time on this. It's actually good to read this whole 10th chapter of, of Romans and, and really see yourself as this person that's not allowing the righteousness of the law to rule your life, but the righteousness which is based on faith. The word is near you in your mouth. And as that word gets in your mouth, coming out of your mouth, going in your ears, down into your heart, You begin to believe on the inside, and confession is made by faith to change circumstances. I say this a lot, and it's always, to me, worth repeating, but a daily routine of confession of the Word of God is to change the way you think, not to change your present circumstances per se in the moment. But the more you change the way you think, then the words you begin to speak out of your mouth in faith will produce. Listen, it's no different than a person that runs to the front of a church to get saved because they heard a good word, but they don't really believe it in their heart. Confession won't save you. Did you hear what I said? Confessing the word won't change the circumstances in your life just because, well, you know, for two weeks, you know, I, I confess the word every day. I mean, I mean, sometimes for like 30 minutes in the whole day, you know, and, and nothing changed. Because you're confessing the Word to try to get something to happen. No, you're confessing the Word to change the way you think. And then when you believe it in your heart, when you say something, boom, it comes to pass. That's, that's the difference, but that's the game changer and the life changer for all of us. 
justice, righteousness, correctness, fairness. Those are words that should be in our vocabulary every day, and we should be embracing those and making them a part of our life so that we can dispel through our lives injustice. Hmm? Things that are not correct, things that are not fair, so much out there that's not fair, but you're not going to combat that in the flesh and win. But you'll combat it in the spirit based on your belief system and your life of faith that will shut unfair situations down like you've never seen before. Thank God for this revelation right here. Can you say amen? Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.